Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973, an inspirational podcast about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Here's your host, Shane Lakita. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode. How are you guys? How's everybody doing? How's everybody living? How's everybody achieving? How's everybody doing in general? It's been a minute since the last time that I've recorded a podcast here, and I know that uh, they've been slim and far in between each other, but uh, that's life, right? Life life gets in the way sometimes, and we are busy, and we're trying to be able to make ends meet and achieve goals and move forward and, and all those things. And I know that I've got a just a loyal following that literally just waits, and whenever a new episode comes out, they listen to it, and I see all the downloads, and I get some comments, and I get some love from you guys. So I'm so appreciative of your patience with me. I do feel like we are going to be picking up in frequency of the podcast itself with some more interviews and then also more episodes myself to be able to make sure that I continue to put out content for you guys because it's important not only to all of you that are listening to the podcast, but also to me. I mean, I've got to have something that's going to give me the ability to be able to put my thoughts out there, to journal things out, to feel like I'm in control, to feel like I'm I'm doing something on a grander scale and something that matters to me, right? And so when you're doing stuff like that, you're trying to be able to push forward and you have an outlet or a medium to be able to sit down and have a conversation, even if it's not necessarily one-on-one with somebody, but more so like one-on-many, because all of you that are listening to it in your headphones, whether you're out for walks or whether you're heading to bed at nighttime or just kicking things off first thing in the morning, I'm here with you, and I'm here to support you, and I'm here to be able to say, hey, listen, you know, no matter what we're trying to be able to accomplish and what we're trying to be able to do every single day that we're out there, just know that I am one of your biggest cheerleaders. I'm one of the people that are on the sidelines as you're crossing the finish lines, and I'm screaming my, my head off, and I'm going crazy to be able to cheer you on in this crazy, wild ride that we call life. I mean, we're all trying to get through it, aren't we? We're all trying to be able to push forward and we're just trying to find our way and we're trying to figure things out and be able to understand the dynamic of continuing to push forward and just you know, be good influences and trying to be able to do the right things. And sometimes you just need some encouragement or some acknowledgement or somebody to be able to lift you up to be able to say, hey, listen, I think you're doing a great job. I think you need to keep pushing forward. And that's what I try to be able to do with this podcast. If there's many of you that don't know, here I am. I'm just a guy. I'm a guy that likes to drink some beers. I'm a guy that likes to stay healthy and is traveling through the dynamic of still trying to continue to be healthy and continue to lose weight and continue to do those kind of things. But also, it's all the other stuff that goes on in life as well with this podcast. I've got things like a new job and and a new career and people that rely on me differently than they did before. And I'm trying to be able to put one foot in front of the other and be the best version of me all along the while trying this new job and then also trying to continue to be a social media influencer or be a podcaster or be an artist or you know do side hustles and whatever else that's going on. As many of you know, I have a lot of different, different things that I'm trying to be able to do. And you're part of all of that. You're part of this journey with me. Whether you like it or not, I appreciate you and I just... And in general, the amount of support and love and adoration that I get from all of you is just so humbling and amazing. So I put out a social media post the other day, 
and it resonated with some people. It really started to, you know, people started to read it and started to be able to listen to it. And it was a video that I posted over on TikTok and Instagram. And basically it was about parenting. And it was about conversations that you might have with your kid, no matter what the age is, from anywhere from 6 to 18 to 25 to 40. It doesn't really matter. We're always parents, and we're always trying to be able to make sure that our kids are going the right direction and doing the right things. And we want to protect them, and we want to put them in a bubble, and we don't want them to get hurt, and we don't want them to fall and skin their knee, and we don't want any of that stuff. So the post itself basically was, I sat down with my son, who's 16 now, as many of you that have been traveling this journey with me on this podcast know that this podcast is about three, just over three years old, maybe even more than that. So you guys have known him since he's 13, he even did some of the intros of the podcast back in the day where he was like wanting to be involved with dad. Well, when you hit 16 years old, what usually happens with, with teenagers? They don't, they don't want to be involved with dad as much anymore. And they don't want to be involved with the, the, the corny, cheesy things that he does and the social media aspect of the things that he does or anything like that because it's boring and they're just like, I don't want anything to do with mom and dad. And, and you know, quite honestly, we all did it. All of us at teenage years on different levels were all loners. We wanted to be able to go do our thing. We wanted to have independence. We wanted to be able to go experience stuff and be able to do stuff without mom and dad always just riding you. And just trying to be able to control everything you're trying to do. And, 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 and I just want to experience life. And I want to go do stuff. And, and I, want, I, want, I want to be able to see life and see the world. And experience girls. And go do this stuff. And shop on my own. And, and spend my own money. And not have any kind of restrictions. I want to be free. Because I feel like I'm in such a dungeon in here. <laughs> that's, that's literally how I feel that my son thinks a lot of times. Because it used to be that my son really did enjoy being around my wife and I, but we've come to realize and we've come to accept the fact that, you know, Hey, listen, we're, we're starting to get back to our single lives again. Our, our couples that we're just going out for dates. We're going out on dinner dates and we're doing different stuff. So anyway, I, I digress, but the, the post itself was this basically it said, I had a conversation with my 16 year old kid and it was about making good decisions, sound decisions, putting yourself in a place that you're not going to have to be, in danger or you're not going to be having to make any kind of crazy decisions towards should I make this decision or shouldn't I do this or and putting yourself and surrounding yourself with the right people and doing the right things and trying to be able to move forward and I thought it was a great conversation it was a good dialogue and it was good back and forth and it was a good communication and it was like it really flowed well and I felt that he, he was opening up to me which is rare these days because usually I get the the targeted uh-huh mm-hmm sure mm-hmm okay Yep. Whatever. Yep. And so this is usually what I get with my teenage son, but we had a good dialogue. And so very soon after that, he put himself in harm's way and I won't go into the full details because it's teenagers and I don't want to embarrass him or any of his friends that listen to the podcast or anything like that. But the boys went out and did some stuff and they got in some trouble and stuff that they shouldn't have been doing. So he put himself in harm way. He put himself, he surrounded himself with people that were doing bad things. And uh, he didn't take that responsibility side of it. And he didn't even listen to a word I said to him. At least I thought anyway. 
after this great conversation, this dialogue that we had one-on-one, we sat down as a parent, you felt like you were flowing, you felt like you connected, you felt like there was something there and you were able to know that whatever it was that you were saying mattered and it was something good and it was incredible and everything was working out great. And you, and you felt like, yeah, I made an impact and this is great. It felt good. My heart was filled. And then directly after that, he does opposite of what we talked about. And he made poor decisions and surrounded himself with the wrong people and didn't make, poor, didn't make great decisions while he was with those people and got in trouble for it. And so I thought to myself in the grand scheme of things, you know, there's a couple things that happened. One of them was he fessed up to it pretty quickly to the parent, to us, my, my, my wife and I. And he said, you know, this is what I did wrong and this is where I was at with it. So there's a lot to, to, to pull out on this one. And yes, if you were wondering, this is a parenting one. If you're not a parent, I totally get it. But if you are a parent, whether you're a parent of a fur baby or a parent of a, of a, of a kid, whatever it is, you can kind of relate to whatever the situation is. But I'm venting, and this is what part of the podcasting is. It's part of my life. It's part of everything that I'm going through in life, whether it's full-time gig or trying to lose weight or being a parent. And to be honest with you, I'm going to swear a little bit, but that shit's hard, man. This stuff is hard when it comes to parenting. There's no manual. There's no book. There's no, there's no Bible of being a parent. There isn't. And each kid is different. Every child is different. Every child thinks differently. They respond differently. They, they act differently. Just like every fur baby that you have, every dog is different. Every cat is different. Every animal is different. A- anything that we're trying to be able to raise from babies all the way up and through, they're going to be, they're going to respond differently throughout. So there is no, there is no cut manual, even though every one of your family members will tell you from top to bottom, this is the way you raise your kids. This is the way you do it. This is what you have to do. You have to set boundaries. You have to do all this stuff. You got mom giving you, uh, you know, advice over here. You got dad saying, you got to be tougher on them. You got uncles and aunts saying, why are you letting them, you know, run free or whatever else that goes on? Or you're protecting him so much, you know, he's going to, he's, he's going to go out in the wild and he's going to be crazy. Everybody in the world has an opinion and they think that their way is the right way. And they think because because it worked for their kid or they learn from their mistakes from when they were raising a kid and they want to share those experiences with you, that is not going to work for your child. Just like every single bit of advice that we hear from everybody else in journey in our journey in general are going to give you advice on how to lose weight, on how to be successful, how to be rich, how to pay your bills, how to do all those things. Everybody's going to give you an opinion left and right, but at the end of the day, it may not work for you. So raising kids is difficult and there is no manual and there is no guidebook and there's no handbook and there's no cliff notes. There's no nothing. It's pretty much you figure it out. You go along the path. You understand the dynamic that they're individuals just like you are. They're humans. They're becoming adults. They're understanding life. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to be able to travel that, that whole gambit. So the situation with my son went a couple different directions, right? So first of all, kudos to my son, 16 years old, fessing up to his his issues or fessing up to doing something wrong. He immediately said it, and he said, I feel bad for it, and this is what I did, and this is where we were, and this is what we were doing, and I apologize, and this is where I'm at with it. So first of all, he fessed up to it. There was no denial. There was no lying. There was no anything like that. It was literally, this is what I've done, and I want you guys to know about it. Now, mind you, it did come through questioning on our own end because we kind of knew ahead of time, but that's okay. He, he still told us that. 
He's the one that said, this is what I've done. So I, I have to put that in his column of wins for him. I had to put it in a, a, a moment of he can be honest with his dad and his mom, even though he wants nothing to do with them, but he still, I, I still want him to be able to, to come to me and talk to me about anything. I want him to come to me during times when they're great. I want him to come to me during times when they're bad. When he knows he has to come to me with a conversation, whether it's a relationship question or something going on, that he can come to me and ask me questions and feel free to do so and feel comfortable enough that he can come to his father or his mother about stuff and not worry about always getting ridiculed. Now, listen, I'm not saying to let your kid run rampant and free. What I'm saying is, is that it helps to be able to build trust with my son. And remember, again, like I said, this work, this, this is the, the direction that my wife and I have chosen, that this is going to work for me and my son and my wife. And this may change in a month. His attitude may change. His whole thing may change. Maybe he then doesn't want to speak to us about anything and doesn't want to fess up to anything or say anything in, in light of or in lieu of getting in trouble, right? And, and so it changes all the time. Life changes all the time. We're throwing so many curveballs in life, it's disgusting, right? You get left curveballs, right curveballs, over-the-hand curveballs, sinkers down below, sliders outside, all this different stuff coming at you left and right, and it's how you respond to them is really what matters in life. And if you can respond in a way that you can think through something, walk through it in your brain, and think to yourself, how do I get to the other side here to be a positive influence and doing the things that I want to continue to do, but also bob and weave and know that, listen, I'm not talking about being a toxic positivity person. I'm not saying be honky-dory and unicorns and rainbows. What I'm saying is, is that life sucks. It just does. Life is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be millionaires. Everybody would be, you know, living on yachts and, and doing whatever they're going to do. But no, life is full of trials and tribulations and ups and downs and tests. And it beats you down to the point where you feel like you're on both knees on the ground just trying to scrape your way back up sometimes and you feel like you're never going to come out of it. You feel like you're never going to be able to reach the other side and do the things that you want to do, right? We've all been there, every one of us. So my conversation with my son is exactly like the conversation that we have with ourselves because I'm sitting there. We need to learn from my mistakes, right? So I know that I have to have the conversation with my son. I'm so happy and proud of you that you were honest with us and came to us and told us this, but there are also consequences to your actions. There are also things that you have to do that maybe you have to rebuild that trust with your mom and dad. Maybe you have to rebuild the trust, not the trust of communication, but the trust of actions and the trust of you going out and doing the right thing. And in, in all actuality, I may be talking to my 16-year-old, but how many of us have to have that conversation with ourselves? How many of us have to sit back and look at ourselves in the mirror and say, am I going to make the right decision today? Am I going to go down and do the right thing? And if I don't, if I make a mistake or I put myself in, har am I myself in harm way, harm's way, or if I go do something that's not necessarily a good thing or not necessarily something that is beneficial or something that is safe and surrounded by safety or anything like that. Like, how am I handling that? If I make a bad decision or if I do something poorly, am I my own worst critic? Do I get up and say, you're, you're a dirtbag because you don't know what you're doing in life? You suck because life just, I mean, it deals this, this set of cards to you and you literally have to deal with it that way? How do I handle it myself? 
is really the first question. And then you can start to talk about how do I handle it with my 16-year-old son? So we did. We walked it through. You know, we had the conversation around, I'm so proud of you that you came to us. You talked to us. You were open enough with us. You were honest with us. You, you, you fessed up to what you did, and you were there for it. And that, that, that carries some weight. And that matters that you are that in that place that you can feel safe enough to come to us. But the consequences to the actions, of course, like any parent might do, is, you know, you're not going to go hang out and sleep over buddies' houses, especially if any of those buddies were the ones that you were hanging out that you got in trouble with. You're not going to go just gallivant around. He just got his license, so now he literally doesn't want to be around the house at all. He wants to drive around all hours and just go do the things that he's going to do. And so we still have the restrictions that we have, and we're, we're enemy number one because of it, because he wants to go and, you know, hang out with all the kids late night, 11, 30, 12 o'clock down at this parking lot and chill out and do with the things that teenagers do and et cetera, et cetera. And just wants to hang out and doesn't want restrictions and whatever else. And I get it. I get it. He's going to push the limits. He's He wants to be able to extend it or, or, or be able to stretch the limits as far as he can until mom and dad finally say, shut it down. Right. Right. So the accountability part of it is important because that's what we have to do. Okay. So I'm going to paint the picture of my son, but now I want you to look at yourself real quick in the mirror because these podcasts are usually always relatable to us. Right. So basically, you've done something wrong. Let's say you're on a weight loss journey. And last night, you opened up the refrigerator and you ate an entire Boston cream pie, the whole thing. You, you scarfed it down like it was nobody's business. You were stressed out. You were pissed off. And you said, you know what? I'm just going to eat this. And you kept on eating. You kept on eating. You finished the whole entire thing. Fork spinning in the middle of the bowl. And you're sitting down going, wow, I felt really good while I was doing it. But now I feel extremely guilty. And so the first step is, like my son did with us, are you being honest with yourself to know that that was a mistake? That was something you probably shouldn't have done especially if you're on a weight loss journey and you're really trying to be able to eat healthier or do the things you have to do. So first thing is, are you fessing up? Are you saying this was something that I did wrong or are you continuing that spiral? Because I've been down this road a thousand trillion quadrillion times that I've sat down and gone down that spiral where it started with a, a slice of Boston cream but then it became three slices of Boston cream. Then it became a ho-ho and a ring-ding. Then it became Reese's peanut butter cups and then whatever else I could find because the spiral then starts. And then I get in this space of mind that I sit back and I say to myself, oh, it's okay, it's acceptable that I do that. It's, you know, it's all good and I live in denial. So the question is, are you honest enough with yourself like my son was with us as parents? Are you honest with yourself enough to walk up to yourself and go, okay, you know what? I did wrong. I shouldn't have eaten that Boston cream pie. Moderation's okay. I probably could have had one little slice and it would have been good to go. Or I could have given it away to neighbors or whatever else that goes on. I should have, I should have made better decisions around it and I didn't. I'm, I need to be honest with myself. And then the accountability piece. The accountability piece was the second part of it. Give yourself credit for being honest right? Write it down in your journal. Do whatever you have to do. If you're a journaler, awesome. Write those notes down. Sit there and talk about the fact that, you know, I, I made a mistake. This is how I was feeling. Write down the specifics around how you felt when you were eating the Boston cream pie, whether it was a euphoric feeling or guilt driven. And then write down how you felt afterwards, where you might have been feeling guilty or ashamed or down in the dumps and you felt really poorly. And you were like, what am I doing? What is all this? Right? So here you are. 
you're having these conversations. Now the accountability must take place, just like the accountability for my 16-year-old son took place. We sat down. We set boundaries. We talked about what the expectations are moving forward. We talked about how mom and dad expect different things. Well, now we need to do that for ourselves. So if you ate the Boston cream pie and now you've been honest with yourself to actually fess up to it and say, okay, now I'm in a good spot. I, I, I know where I'm at. I know what I've done. And now I've got to set accountability and boundaries for me to be able to move forward. Do I outfit my house with a Boston cream pie for the first couple of weeks after that? Probably not, right? Do I have sweets and snacks and goodies all over the place to be able to spiral out of control? It's probably a good thing not to do that, right? Because now you're setting boundaries about yourself to be able to say, if I can't have it around without me stuffing my face with it, then I probably shouldn't have it around, right? I probably shouldn't have it in the space of where we were at of, of going through everything and trying to be able to you know, live this life and be healthy and all those things. So boundaries are important and accountability is even more important because then when you start to journal, now's one of the, now's where the rubber meets the road, right? Now you're starting to journal. This is what I did. This is what I felt bad for. This is how I felt during it. This is how I felt afterwards. Here's the boundaries I need to put in place. Now is where the rubber meets the road. What am I going to do moving forward and what can I learn from a lesson of what I just did? Because I had to ask my son that question. So what'd you learn? What'd you learn from the whole situation of you making a poor decision, hanging out with those people? Now I'm going to tell you, this is the part that I feel that my 16-year-old son fails at. Because they don't look at the big picture. They don't look at the big, the broad spectrum. There's not a lot of learning that goes on right now until they get in trouble. And then they're like, oh, I guess I'm not supposed to do that, right? So I really try to open up that dialogue, which may be right or may be wrong. But I try to have a conversation around what are the impacts of your actions? What happened based on the actions that you did, that you performed, that you were there doing? What were the outcomes here? What could have been the outcomes? What could have been the worst case scenarios? And what did happen that was a poor decision that you were you're making across the board, right? So we have these conversations around consequences to actions and everything else. And so we dug in. He didn't answer a very, very nicely or greatly or anything like that or with any thought whatsoever. It was just a, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That, that That's really where it's at, right? So I get it. And I'm a thinker and, and, and I dig in deep and I have these conversations sometimes that go way over his head and I get the, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, all right, yep, got it. You know, those kind of things. And I get it. I understand it. And at 16, your brain hasn't formed and you're literally just trying to be able to navigate this journey and be where you're at. But we're going to tie it back to your journey now. So if you're in that space, you ate that Boston cream pie, you fessed up to it, you were honest about it, you journaled it, you, you looked through the way you thought, what you learned, and those kind of things. Now is where the rubber meets the road, like I said before. And now you've got to sit there and think to yourself, what did I learn from what I did? Now, my son wasn't able to do it. My son wasn't able to do it, but you can. You're a grown adult. You're a person that has been through seasons, you've been through age, you've been through years, you've been through experience, all these different things. You're in a place where I feel you should be able to learn from the things that you've done. 
So if you have now set the boundaries and you've taken out all the sweets and all the, the garbage out of the out of the house and done the things you have to do, maybe have a little bit in moderation just because, you know, you don't want to deprive yourself. That's just my thoughts. And you want to be able to have a little bit, just enough that you don't spiral out of control and it's not a little cabinets aren't filled with a bunch of bad foods and whatever else. But now you've already done those, you've taken the precautions, you've taken the measures, you put the things in place, and now is when you can learn from where you were at. Why did I do what I did? Why did I eat that Boston cream pie all in one sitting? What was the reason? What was my thought process? Was it stress? Was it uh, emotions? Was it boredom? Was it uh, just comfort? Like what are the reasons why I did the things that I did so we can start to actually learn why we do the things that we do. Now, it's a deep process. And a lot of times you have to go to professional people that are medically inclined to be able to have these types of conversations sitting on a nice long black bench and having a conversation about these kind of things and having somebody professionally sit down with you. But I speak to you only as a friend. And I speak to you as a person that's been through a lot of these types of situations. And the only thing that works for me is the fact that I have to learn something from my mistakes. I have to. Because if I don't, it's not worth going through the mistakes that I went through. Now, some people might say a Boston cream pie might just be a blip in the road. It's not, I don't consider it to be a mistake. So stop beating yourself up. Well, I get that. I get that. But when you're on a health and weight loss journey, a Boston cream pie can be a catalyst towards bad, bad things to come. At least that's the way it has been in my life. I know I make poor decisions once I make one decision and there's no consequence and I make two decisions and there's no consequence and then I make three decisions. Oh, I can do this just like a little kid and keep on going and nothing's going to happen. Next thing you know, my scale's up 25 pounds. And that's not what I want. That's not where I'm at. And this podcast is not just about weight loss, but this is just one of the scenarios I'm talking about here where the way that I had my conversation with my son is the same kind of conversation we should be having with ourselves to learn, to navigate, to be better, to continue, to put one foot in front of the other, to be the best version of ourselves, to fight like hell, to continue to fight and keep pushing forward. And the biggest thing, like I said earlier, is you can learn from things and grow each and every time with every experience. Now, here's the other thing. One of the things that I shared in my post, there is no handbook. There's no guides. There's people, there's many, many professionals that are out there that can tell you what to do or how to do it and et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of times that may not work for me, like I said earlier, but here's the thing. There's no handbook. There's no nothing. But what you have to do is you have to open up that dialogue. You have to have the conversations that are necessary for you to have. Don't avoid the conversations. Don't run the other direction. Don't hide behind it. How many times, and I can speak from experience on this one, how many times in a weight loss world have you gone through and gained weight and then you shut down and you don't talk about things and you don't talk about stuff and you get you you swallow your emotions and you 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 hide them and you go into silence and you're not calling your friends, you're not you're not celebrating anything, you're not doing anything because you feel poorly about yourself. How many times you've been training for stuff and you're trying to be able to run couch to 5K, three quarters of the way through it, you fail and then you're like, oh man, I just feel horrible. And then you don't talk about it anymore. Then you delete the app or you, you keep it silent, whatever it is. You shut down the line of communications. You shut down the growth and the learning. Same thing with my 16-year-old kid. I'm 
may not get the answers that I need from him, but we're talking and we're having conversations and we're sitting down and we're growing together. I'm growing as a dad. He's growing as a son and we're expanding as a family. We're growing, we're building all those things, just like you need to do. The line of dialogue needs to be with yourself. Are you celebrating in your victories? You should be. Are you appreciative of the way of the of the space that you're living in? You should be. Are you thankful for the journey that you've already been on? Or are you constantly always trying to get to the next step? Are you always trying to be able to achieve whatever's next on your agenda? At the end of the day, your life has already been pretty full. And we don't even realize it sometimes because we don't even look at the body of work that we've already put in place in our lives that we've already navigated through and walked through. There's so many things that we could be so celebratory of. We could be celebrating and having a party and enjoying everything around us because we've done so much in our lives that we don't give ourselves credit for anything that we've done in the past because we're always trying to live for the future. Now, I'm not saying not to live for the future because you always want goals and you want things to achieve and that kind of stuff. But stop selling yourself short. Open up that dialogue and say, what have I learned from my mistakes? What have I learned from my celebrations? What have I learned from the body of work that I already have put in place and the things that I've already done and the way that I've already navigated and moved this thing through and done everything I have to do? What have I learned? And how will it help me moving forward? Because if you're talking to yourself and you're having a dialogue and you're having a conversation, you're holding yourself accountable and you're learning from it, it's only going to make you better. So the next time that it comes around, which it will come around again, you're going to be much more prepared to be able to navigate it and push forward and be amazing and continue to fight like hell for what you deserve. It's important. I felt it even after having a conversation with my son. And even if I didn't feel like we got to a common ground where he was understanding what I was saying because he gave me the blank stare and the, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I get it. But on the same token, we're still talking. We're still dialoguing. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. We didn't shut down. We didn't stop that, that train of uh, conversation or dialogue or anything like that. We didn't do any of that. Because that's when it all fails. That's when the spiral happens is when you start to shut down and then you don't learn and you don't grow and you don't move forward. That's when the trouble happens. Anybody that's been in the space of health, uh, economy, funds, jobs, whatever, relationships, whatever it is, when the, when the communication stops, that's when things start to, to erode and deteriorate. Communication is key. You have to learn. You have to move forward. You have to have the uncomfortable conversations. And you've got to keep moving forward in a space where you can say to yourself, I learned this from that, and now I can be even better than what I was before. Does that make sense? Because it made total sense to me as I was sitting there thinking about and reflecting of the conversation with my amazing son. Listen, I may have painted, his, painted the picture of him being a 16-year-old, but anybody that's raising kids knows that teenagers are hard. <laughs> they're so difficult to be able to navigate. But we're learning. We're growing. We're being better. We're going to get through it. 
We just keep pushing forward and give him boundaries and teach him the way. Just like I need to do that for myself every single day. And so do you. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please do us a favor and leave feedback and a five-star rating on whatever platform that you use.